Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast. This is episode 234. This episode sees the welcome return of Andreas Beck. Andreas is now the head of physical performance at Eintracht Frankfurt. He previously came on the podcast when he was in his role at Dortmund, but we discussed his approach to moving clubs and also moving roles, how that change of roles impacted what he does on a daily basis. We discussed how to improve physical performance support for players. We talked about working under different managers and different approaches and also assembling a performance department. So loads to take away in this episode with Andreas. The previous episode with Andreas was episode 77. It was actually one of our most listened to episodes as well. So make sure you go and check that one out as well. I just want to take this opportunity to say a massive thank you to everybody that firstly came out to our event over in Dublin and also to Des Ryan and Shane Murphy for presenting um, in the evening as well. Brilliant presentations. Des presented on the physically developing players and people the Arsenal way. Told stories of the many, many players that have made it through the academy at Arsenal and played first team right across Europe. And then Shane talked about being comfortable in the grey, fitness v conditioning. So both of those presentations will soon be available to watch on our online platform. But massive thank you to everybody that came out. We had loads of Irish clubs represented in the evening and I hope people took plenty away from it. Our next event is now confirmed and that is on Wednesday the 26th of April, 6 till 9pm. We are heading back to this very impressive Robbins High Performance Centre, Bristol City. Um, we've got a great lineup of speakers for this evening. Dave Rennie, Head of Medical Performance, Andrew Proctor, Lead First Team Physio, Lewis Binns, First Team Sports Therapist, Sam Cook, First Team Assistant Sports Scientist, and Patrick Orme, Head of Phys- Fitness and Conditioning. They're all going to be presenting for us. Tickets are still available. As this episode goes out, this is the final day of early bird prices. So you need to act fast. As soon as you've listened to the podcast, head over to footballfitfed.com, click the shop tab, and early bird tickets will still be available on the Wednesday. After that, it will revert to full price. But I hope to see you there for a great evening of networking and an awesome lineup of speakers. Just finally, before we get into the episode, I want to say a massive thank you to our sponsors. First of all, The Good Prep. The Good Prep is a meal prep delivery service that provides fresh, ready-to-eat, chef-cooked meals straight to your door. They offer meal plans tailored to your personal goals, current activity level and schedule. The Good Prep works closely with elite-level athletes and corporates to develop meal solutions that meet the ever-changing demands of the performance and training. Their client includes uh, Brighton and Hove Albion, the PG MOL, Commonwealth Teams, Gymshark, and many more. The meals are full of all the nutrients you need to keep you in peak performance so you can achieve every goal you set. Plus, you can reclaim, reclaim your time, eat better, move more, and reduce food waste too. The meal plans are designed to guide you through your journey to a healthier you. So you can take the guesswork out of healthy eating and discover the power of nutrition at thegoodprep.com. And also make sure you use code FFF15 for 15% off your first order. Somebody that I'm using at the moment as well. And in our house, it's been very, very popular because it takes away the time of cooking. But also the meals are incredibly tasty, going down very well with my wife and children. Um, Yeah, so make sure you go and check them out. 
Also, a massive thank you to Hytro. Have you ever tried blood flow restriction training? For pro sports teams and athletes, Hytro is the only performance BFR brand to create pressure-validated BFR wearables that are practical, safe, and scalable, allowing you to enhance recovery and maximize athletic potential like never before. Whether in the change room post-game, during away game travel, in the hotel or at home, Hytro has created a simple and effective tool that allows BFR to be delivered to athletes and squads simultaneously and safely. Go and check them out at hytro.com, that's H-Y-T-R-O.com, or you can email them at teamsales at hytro.com to find out how Hytro BFR can give your squad a competitive edge. Also, a huge thank you to Rezzle. Make sure you go and check out all the brilliant work they are doing at Rezzle over on socials. And let's get into episode 234 with Head of Physical Performance at iTrack Frankfurt, Andreas Beck. Rezzle is the world's number one virtual reality sports trainer. Whatever your team, your sport, your ability, improve your game and train like a pro. Reactions, performance, accuracy, stamina, resilience. Train at home in the Rezzle Sports and Fitness VR Training Arena. Search Rezzle, R-E-Z-Z-I-L. The world's number one virtual reality sports trainer. Available now on MetaQuest. Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast. This is episode 234. I'm delighted to welcome back onto the podcast. It's been far too long. Andreas Beck. Andreas, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. It's been, like I said, far too long since we've had you back on. It was 2020. We were actually, we were just talking then. COVID times, last time we recorded the podcast. So there's been quite a bit going on since that time since we recorded last, including a change of roles. So before we get into that, can you give us a little bit of background on yourself and then also take us from what was happening in 2020 to your position now? Yes, I'm starting to work in football in 2007 um, and, and club in the, in the Bundesliga, Nuremberg, um, I work, uh, was there for five years, um, doing almost everything, like in a small club at that time. Um, uh, was responsible for the pros, but also uh, for the academy teams um, and rehab training. So, and then with my move to Dortmund in 2012, 13, um, or 2012. Uh, um i uh, we had a team we couldn't split up it was it was champions league so got got that that yeah new environment uh where we can more focus on details on players and stuff like this which was which was great because we had a great team um jürgen klopp was was the the manager there at this time and then in uh I have different roles also in, in my area for eight years. So I started as, as one uh, strength and conditioning coach um, and Andreas Schrumberger, who's now with your club in Liverpool, was ahead of performance at this time. And um, then he left when Thomas Tuchel uh, got the manager, got manager at, at, at Dortmund um, to Bayern Munich. And um, I was switching totally into rehab 
So I was rehab coach at the uh, when when Thomas Tuchel was manager at this time, and then when Thomas left, which which was a, a, a which was great, and also my my wish, my decision, because I could focus on that, because um, he brought a, a, a great guy, Rainer Schrei, who who uh, was responsible for for all the matches uh, and and on field uh, stuff. So so I could dig into rehab a bit more at this time, uh, and. When Thomas left uh, and took took Rainer Schrei with him to to uh, PSG, I think, um, then I got promoted as a head of performance, and we extended the team. And then in two thousand twenty, um, I s- finally switched the club to my hometown Frankfurt. So Mama was really happy to <laughs> after after thirteen years. Uh, <clears throat> That he had her son back, uh, yeah, and yeah, this is this is how I came to Frankfurt, to my hometown. Amazing. And in in your current role, then, so you you said about having the roles more based around rehab previously. You're now head of physical performance. I think that's right. Yes. At Frankfurt. So, what does that role look like in terms of your responsibilities now? Yeah, I was. I had one thing in mind. I wanted to step off the pitch um, before it looks stupid. Before I'm getting too old and everything looks too heavy. Um, but and I want the 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 the, the main issue is if you work in, in daily football with all that 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 issues that comes around us you have to prepare and then the, there's there's uh, some player maybe got a hit and doing has to do something different and stuff like this to really addict to the process to really develop processes um to go to a workshop to do um to visit another club while the 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 competition is this is not possible if you're incorporate into into all the daily processes yeah and and my aim was to take a step back to because i i, I did everything i did rehab i i i uh, did all that that uh, on pitch stuff with the with the uh, with the team uh, i was I saw almost every stadium in europe and and and, and germany uh, with uh, uh, with away games, um, but really to to develop those processes takes time and needs to be encoupled from the from the daily business. And so I stepped here into a new role where I'm more coordinating. So I, I have a great team of of uh, three colleagues who take care of the daily business, and if I'm needed, I can step on the pitch and and be 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 there if needed yeah but, um my role is more to communicate with the coach communicate with the medical department develop those process processes have to think about okay which software we may incorporate in the next or even the 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 season which comes up to the next season huh? so, so so more like a a long term development process of the of the performance department also and i'm responsible also 
I'm based at the pros, but um, I'm responsible for the for all the performance stuff in the in the club, which means academy and women. Oh wow, wow! So has that been different to previous roles where? Yes, you've just been responsible for first team. Yeah, for I'm, I'm for the concept, also for for the academy. I was responsible for that in Dortmund as, as well, but I was more engaged in the daily process. So I have I, I did the warm up uh, on, on on match day minus three, and or I have to or was involved in rehab, and this is all if if needed because sometimes there 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 is a need to step in and can always use manpower but um i don't have to go out maybe to to um uh, match the minus two training session and and do the warm up and, and watch the players i just more look then afterwards for for the data and uh, and uh, then get in communication with the medical team or the head coach or the assistant coaches um how we how we gonna do the load management or whatever in that progression of that role then Andreas in your career what skills do you find you're having to develop the most now in this position where you're overseeing first team academy women's team are there obviously it's more of a leadership role I'm guessing so what what skills are you having to develop in this role now I think I, I was I was some kind of like a nerd, so I'm I'm really into into okay how can I do develop speed uh, how do I can develop um, uh, strength or or uh, what are the best uh, exit criteria for that uh, special injury uh, in in the return to play process whatever yeah uh, and now it's more like okay I have to to educate and and develop the team around me to to uh, so they make the next step so i still have to to read and and uh, and dig into it but now it's more like i don't i don't want to give okay these these are the steps you have to go it's more like hey we have that thing and now i have to more to teach to explain to to let them by themselves develop that they that they put their, their their warm up together. I'm not I'm not saying okay now five minutes this and then you do the scissors and then you do go go for a special part. No, these are these have to they have to create by themselves. But I said okay I want to have um, for example that hands because we think about hamstring uh, prevention. Uh, keep in mind that. What you choose, it's up to you. Yeah. Um, uh, do we have our low level plyometrics somewhere in there? So, and then I watch and give them feedback on on their uh, on their work. But it's more like okay, it's it's like a coach for them. So yeah, they, they perform, and uh, I give them feedback and 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 help them maybe on on. On the far end, uh, in what direction we want to evolve, yeah? Because this is this is then my job to see, okay, how 
how what is about speed, what is about injury prevention, what is about load management, how we can how we can do that better, how we can can we visualize the data better because this is also their job to to visualize the data. Yeah, yeah. Because I suppose the biggest part of educating a coach or a practitioner a lot of the time is actually going through those experiences themselves, isn't it? So like yeah. you said, you could put up, this is the warm-up we're going to do, this is exactly what we're going to do in the right order or, or the order that you choose. But actually setting a challenge to that coach at that time and saying, this is what we want to try and hit, you go and design it. That's where they're getting their real experiences, isn't it? Yeah, and so they they can evolve, and then they can can ask themselves if this this works. They can be creative. This is what I'm asking also for because I know by myself not everything is going smoothly or or by the order or uh, the players doesn't don't, don't get the cues. Uh, yeah. Uh, at the same time, so they 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 got the experience by themselves. If they We've got a uh, uh, at the pros. We have a really experienced team, so they are all uh, all at least uh, five to 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 ten years in in uh, on in the job. So they are not new. But if I would bring some somebody new in, maybe then I, I would create a. a, a a regimen so he can orientate it on but those guys are good by themselves and uh if you have special topics i tried i have to 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 teach them why we should do it and then it's their job okay how we can incorporate it in our running process now we're in the warm-up in the training prep in the, in the after session um gym uh, time whatever that was something I was actually going to ask about the staff that are there. Because did you say you have three members of staff that directly work in in, in the team that you lead? Is that right? Right. So were, and, were they were they all there when you moved to the club? Uh, almost. Um, two of them were already there, and uh, one was the head of performance in the academy. Okay. And uh, one. And we uh, promote promote him to the pros. I think now one one and a half years ago. Brilliant, that's great. I was going to ask then around pulling a team together and building a, a performance team or a department. So obviously you've got your team there that were already at the club, but and I'm sure you see it in in the people that you're working with there. But what sort of attributes and skills would you look for when developing a team a team of people that you can work with and basically put a lot of reliance on them when you're leading that program um first of all i think they 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 need a certain passion so uh, um um and desire okay how how can i do or uh, program things better. Um, what is what is the science behind? It? So what always say, okay, why are we doing it? So they always can also convince the players because on in our job, everybody may know um, the board likes to have 
drill instructors. Yeah. So they they want okay good make make the player do that, otherwise you're not good. And on the player on the other hand has the leverage. Yeah. We don't have one. Either either on the club or on the coach whatever, and so our job is more or less to create a buy-in with the player that that what we want them to do um which may put them out of their comfort zone is valuable personally for him and this is why the 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 coaches uh, or uh, need to have an answer for the why so and and this is this is then my job to 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 say okay good we're gonna do some that scissoring for our is part of our hamstring prevention work and if they don't do it right that they are able to explain why they should de- execute the, the exercise um, and and what's maybe the benefit behind it if a player doesn't want it to do or do it just lazy like we all know uh, in in in, in uh, regular warm-up um, uh, then some players take the time for the warm-up to to get ready for the main session but there are some exercises um, which have uh, a certain meaning and then we have to push them through and then I think it's more valuable to explain him than to shout at him yeah definitely you you sort of mentioned it before where I can't remember the phrase you used either being a, a sports science geek or a nerd or something like that but basically getting involved in the research and um basically staying up to date with everything that is going on and that's so important for practitioners I suppose that uh working in those roles isn't it not only having that why but also staying up to date where players may bring questions on certain topics yeah, that's that's right. To stay up to date is the is the main issue, and which is hard if you're always involved in 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 the daily business. Yeah, and you have to think of okay, how much time do you have? go out and and put on the cones and load up the data and and all the all the stuff uh, which is um, uh, which a, which a, a sports performance uh, practitioner has to do in a in a in a football club, um, there to find the time to really dig into some topics which are important and to stay up to date with those topics and maybe to develop a strategy to implement those those rockets uh, into into the program and maybe to change it then is 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 very hard, especially if if you're all alone. Yeah? So we are in a really comfortable situation where we have. Uh, can can have uh, three guys running uh, the daily business and me in behind looking from behind and jump in if needed um and and then yeah prepare everything and then bring it filter it and bring it then to 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 my to my coaching staff so this is this is mainly mainly the role. Uh, and what what's your general advice? So when coaches like we're talking about now are working yeah. day to day, obviously things are super busy. You've got fixtures piling up. You've got all the data that you're collecting and presenting back and all the daily tasks that 
practitioners will go through. But then at the same time, like we've just referenced, we want them to stay up to date. We want them to um, keep that passion around the research and recent trends. What's your advice or the approach that you take with coaches to find that balance between doing the daily day, the daily tasks and finding time to actually upskill? Yeah, for me, <laughs> podcasts are... <laughs> that wasn't a plug to try and... Yeah, yeah but I know, I know. This, we haven't spoken about this, but this is really the case. Um, because if you're listening to practitioners um, and to issues that they talk about and how they maybe uh, or find a solution for their context, this always gives them me an idea okay good i want to dig into that topic topic deeper for just for example i i, I think um jonas to do from speedworks is is uh, a well-known person in the football world right now um i heard a podcast from him i think almost four or five years ago well something something like that where he, where he Said he was an external consultant in um as an, in an um in a Premier League soccer club, um but with an old uh average or the the, the age the the age average of the team uh, in comparison to the league was was pretty old or pretty high, um and they all ran personal bests in uh, winter break. Hmm. I said okay. In competition, running personal best. Okay, fuck. How how does he do that? <laughs> I, I want to know that. It's not uh, maybe not copied, but I want to know that how how is that possible? And then I contacted him. Yeah. And right now, I think we were the first Bundesliga club with now uh, Eintracht Frankfurt that we we have cooperation with Speedworks and do the video profiling and try to implement. Um, um, his mythology in 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 in, in yeah, the general preparatory in the in the on the pitch. Um, so we so we try to get our players as effective as possible. Um, yeah, with his with his knowledge, he, he brings and with his team from Speedworks. So this is how a podcast maybe. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a couple of, of years ago now have a concrete effect on, on what I'm doing right now. Brilliant. And this is also with uh, when, when I when I hear Jordan Mendy Gucci or your you know, Lahti uh, uh, talking about uh, hamstrings prevention or, or return to play on, on hamstrings injury, for example. We did a count-up of the content that is available on our online platform now, and we've gone over 100 webinars and presentations now available on the platform. And we'll soon be adding two more. So anyone that came to our event in Dublin, the presentations from Des Ryan and Shane Murphy will soon be available to watch back. Physically developing players and people the Arsenal way by Des Ryan and being comfortable in the grey fitness v conditioning by Shane Murphy. They'll both be able to um, be available even to watch back on the platform as well as all the other incredible webinars and presentations already available. 
If you're not already a member, the good news is you can get yourself a free 30-day trial by going to footballfitfed.com. Click the community tab there and sign yourself up. Go right through the sign-up process and then it'll give you a free 30 days so you can see what it's all about. After that 30 days, you remain a member. It's only £4.99 per month going forward. And you also get access to our members WhatsApp group where there's been some brilliant discussions recently. So you can join in those. So go and check it out, footballfitfed.com. Click the community tab, get yourself signed up there and come and join the community. Here's part two of the podcast with Andreas Beck. I wanted to touch on, we've sort of referenced it already, the move from Dortmund to Frankfurt, um, the return back home to, to mum. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what was the approach that you took going into the club? Because obviously being in this role now where you've got practitioners working in, within your team, was it a case of you went in and you knew certain things that you wanted to try and put in place straight away? Or was it a, an approach of getting in there, standing back and seeing what was going on and then gradually making a change? What sort of approach did you take to that? Um, yeah, first of all, the community is 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 uh, very small. So I, I knew my new colleagues already. So and Brilliant. one of them, Martin, uh, for, uh, he was uh, our uh, academy um, um, fitness trainer in, in Dortmund. For the under under twenty three team at this time uh, for for a long time, so we we are not just colleagues. Uh, we are, we were friends before, and and we're always in in touch. Um, my approach is that I think in this position a lot of smart pe- people are working, and every con- but every context is different. So I have something in mind which worked for me very well, but was developed in a BVB context. And this works at the BVB and this was perfect, but yeah, I didn't know if this was uh, was would be working in, in Frankfurt the same way. So first I just I just want to try to get a feeling for 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 the players, uh, for the staff, for 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 the context. For example, we um, right now um, we are in a new building since one and a half years. But before we were in the stadium, so in in where uh, the VIP area is in other stadiums, there were where our locker rooms, there were our gym. Which was all very small. Yeah. So we we um, um, we had to drive down to to our um, to the mixed zone of the stadium um, and a small gym aside to do there our training preparation, which took about uh, between uh, about twelve minutes to go from the locker rooms to the, to to the preparation, and then even. We had to to go out to the train pitches in front of the stadium another five to six minutes. So and in Dortmund we had the locker room, we had the gym, and right in front of the pitch. So this is a whole different context. Yeah. So how you can program and sometimes okay you can 
it, it made no sense to to warm up in the mix zone and then go out. So we had to do the warm up on the pitch when everybody was there, and then then fire them up and do some some general preparatory stuff inside. Now we have a a, a new facility uh, with a big gym, even with a thirty meter track with stairs uh, where we can run uphill and do maybe do the whole warm up inside. And then going with the bikes in two minutes, we are at the pitch and can start with football training. So, for, for example, this makes a, a, a huge dif a huge difference in how we're gonna program and uh, do do things. But still, there were some rockets we still try to put in place there, and then maybe adapt it in in our new context with the new facility. Yeah, brilliant. And was that? That was obviously already pre-planned. You knew that the, they were going in, into that new facility. So was that was something that you had in sight? You knew that was coming. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this 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 gym was uh, also one big reason why I made that step because uh, to plan something like this, um, this 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 was special. And uh, yeah, I. I, I, we are we are really 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 happy with that gym. Maybe uh, next time I can give you a tour. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. And um, just on that though, Andres, as well, what stage was the planning at when you agreed to take the role? Did you have in, input in the gym layout? Because obviously, you've talked about it there. The layout of training grounds and facilities can have a big impact on a program, can't it? So yes. how much of an impact did you have on, on the actual structure? I'm sure the facility was amazing as it was, but did you have any extra say in making it more yeah. when, flow better? When I when I uh, signed, um, there was just a hope. So okay, I, there was just the plans and I knew, okay, where... Uh, where the gym should be, but how it looked like and, and what we add on. And this was, this was, uh, then, uh, yeah, I could, I could plan with the, with the board at this time. So they asked me as an expert. Yeah. Amazing. But could realize a ton of ideas. It, it is a big impact though, isn't it? Because when I speak to people that are maybe working in clubs where first team and academy are in different buildings or even different training grounds. So, and then like you mentioned, the gym might be far away from the training pitch. It all has an impact on the program, doesn't it? It just means that right. things have to be adapted and changed for each individual environment. Right. I think the context uh, is, is key. Yeah. How you can work. And uh, that's, that's why I, I'm, I'm I'm very open also with my content because I'm not afraid that anybody can or if they want I don't have an issue with copying stuff that's what I do by myself I I steal ideas but you still have to be able to adapt it to your to your context yeah and if you're not able to do that then you will fail in my mind so this is this is what a high performance practitioner has to do. 
I think any practitioner is a good thief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm thankful that a lot of people are much smarter than me, and I can see from. <laughs> yeah, no, brilliant. So, what were the priorities then when you when you've got this blank canvas going into this new facility? Were there like a couple of priorities where you were like, yes, I, I, they, they, they had, they had something in mind, um, like a lot of rooms where maybe you can do some, some, some rehab work or, or do uh, some flexibility session and is separated uh, from, from the others. And I said, no, please give me as much space as possible. No walls. Um, so if we may get another idea how to structure the gym in 5, 10, 15 years, we can change it yeah. because it's open. So if we want to have more racks or whatever, um, we got everything laid down with an artificial uh, grass. So we have an artificial surface uh, um, and for the we have a sprint track where we can uh, go for 30 meter sprints um, in laboratory conditions. Um, so we test all the academy here, the women's and the pros. So this is this is at our, our place uh, under under the same conditions. And this is longer, for example. So we can run on it with football boots to be as close as possible um, to the movement outside. Um. Yeah, that's that's mainly it. We have a big platform where where we can lift our our, our deadlifts and squats are and uh, our Olympic lifts, especially for our goalkeepers, uh, are crucial key in our in our program. Uh, we have a lot of space where they can move freely. <laughs> yeah that's so true though isn't it when you design the facility and also you can get caught up in putting too much in there and suddenly yeah. you lose a lot of the space and working with the the amount of players that you work with it's vital isn't it to have that room yeah yeah we, we always look for okay what what uh what do we use and what do we don't use if something isn't used for a certain amount of time you throw it out or yeah. bring it so create as much space as possible to to move so we can can warm up sprint we can can uh, jump uh play football tennis is this is what what the, what the what also what's for good for the players yeah uh, uh, they have the opportunity to play football tennis or tech ball or or table tennis um in in one spot they which which so for them to come to the gym is not about okay i'm getting prepared so but it's also to have fun so they they do their exercise then they play a little bit football tennis uh, do some other exercise go out to, on the pitch and and uh, and train yeah. and and this is so this is a very very special place for us a uh, little little side story um where uh, about 4 weeks ago me and my colleague were, were were at the kitchen, so where they get get their shakes and and stuff like this, and then uh, uh, Mario Goetze, a player from us, came along and 
said, oh, you feeling pretty good here? You say yes, because he knows a lot of gyms too from Dortmund, from Bayern Munich, etc. If we had a coffee machine here, we would never would go home anymore. <laughs> and four days later, he walked into a gym with a big carton with a coffee machine in it. And really? Machine. No. So Mario Gensen gave us a coffee machine, which was uh, great. Now we really don't have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so happy it's a great story but it also shows that players are obviously comfortable in that environment isn't it because in football again speaking to a lot of people the battle is getting players into that gym environment and what it sounds like there is you created a culture and environment where players are comfortable and I know that's a bit of a, a joke about him bringing the coffee machine in but it shows how comfortable they are being in that environment yeah and, and it shows how what kind of person Mario Götze is <laughs> what a but coffee he is, he is such a, <laughs> that he takes care of us and 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 uh, this is this this was this really a, a, he's just a great guy but yeah um what i have to add to space we also have some some players who like to do things by themselves to not be in 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 the middle of the gym and be watched all the time and they have the opportunity to sneak around get get in, in into a corner and and do their rolling do their stability program uh do their mobilization and and what uh listen to their music and then and then leave um and every everything is possible in in this environment and uh this I'm really yeah we are very grateful for amazing that's great andreas i wanted to touch on working under different managers as well yeah. So how does that impact the approach you take? Is different managers, different game models, different personalities? Like how does it impact your role? A lot. The head coach, um, the head coach leads everything. So um, his his game model, his his way to train, uh, his. Um, how he, yeah, how far he's trusting us, and uh, we still we always have to adapt to that bit because uh, I uh, what's a the the head coach philosophy dominates everything in any way, um, and sometimes if. This change also the program, um, but how, how can I say that? Uh, for for load monitoring, for example, um, we will have a, a we do a positioning profile like I think everybody, and this changes with the, the game uh, with the style of play, which is in, influenced by the manager. So, what we gonna top up how? Uh, where we see our um, um, KPIs and stuff like this is all related to that game model and uh, to the therefore to the manager. And yeah, this is this is how it's been affected. And then it's a personal communication. Huh? Is, is, is he open? Is he trusting uh, this sometimes more, sometimes less? 
Yeah, depends on, on on the person. It takes time to to also create uh, to create bondage. Yeah, to to say okay, good. Uh, new manager comes in, and to be honest, I have every sympathy for them because they're doomed to succeed. Mm-hmm. They have to, to if if they join a club and they're not successful for the first seven months. In a way, they may get fired. Yeah, they have to to justify the performance of the team in front of the camera, in front of the board, in front of the 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 the, the media. Um, th- that's not my job, so I don't have to do that. And therefore, he he uh, has all the right to to take influence on 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 certain. Um, certain yeah training strategies uh, and this has a huge impact for us so it's, it would be a lie if i could say okay we have our big rocks and it doesn't matter how which manager comes these stay in place no we try to stay place, but it's more, more or less like okay maybe this one gets smaller this one gets bigger and and maybe when we when we get into communication, we can we and we still uh, see the importance um, of that rock. We have to educate the manager as well, and and have to convince him that this what we are presenting is a good idea. Hmm. If it's not, if he's not into it, okay, good. Then we have to change and we have to adapt. I I may give give an example. Um, um there are managers who are. Uh, well, head managers who are very much into into um, um, lights, yeah? so some some like like play sports or or the um, uh, where I have to react on 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 the signal light signal and and stuff like this. I don't know if you reacting on the light makes you better in a contextual situation like a small-sided game or or even a regular match but i can use that for example when i say okay good um, i want to that you decelerate and definitely on the light you can you can go somewhere else i can still get my my deceleration done and my sprinting distance for example if i say okay i it for 10 meters 30 or 30 so I that that's how I can play with and okay good that's a compromise oh the coach like the lights maybe it's even uh, also for the players it's it's more um, yeah they like to do it more if or they buy the buy in and the enthusiasm how they go into that deceleration and hard acceleration is higher if they if they get that light um, yeah then I take the light. Don't worry. As long as I get my, uh, I get my stuff also done, uh, I'm I'm really fine with it, and everybody's happy, and we find a, a good solution which works for everybody. But from the outside, you may say, okay, good. Uh, uh, Andreas Beck and his team uh, and Eintracht Frankfurt is all about uh, 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 switching on and off lights. This is not the case. In the in the if you heard the total story. That's a, I love that. That's a great point because basically what, what you're doing there is you're, you're adapting your approach, aren't you? And you're also 
um, acknowledging what you can take out of a out of a drill that somebody else wants to put in place. And it's very easy, I suppose, for coaches to fight their corner and say, no, we don't want to do that. Whereas could you do it and still get plenty out of it? Probably, yeah. And I think there's probably a lot of circumstances that coaches find themselves in similar, similar positions, isn't there, where it's probably not, the battle isn't worth fighting. It's more a case of working together yes. and, and finding a way that works for everyone. I think it's a great point and a great story as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Andreas, we've covered some really good stuff there, some really cool stuff. So I'm sure that people have taken plenty away from that. I don't know if you've listened to any of the podcasts recently, but we put in some questions now at the end, some quick fire questions. I've not sent these to you, so I'm going to drop <laughs> these on you. They're not the hardest, but I'm going to drop these on you and see what see what you can come up with. Um, the first question is, I always ask people now, who have been some of the biggest influences on your career so far? Is there any standouts in terms of names that have influenced your practice the most? A couple, um, I think Andreas Lumberger, um, Klaus Wirt, who was my mentor at the university in, in regards to sports science, um, um, then Michael Boyle, yeah, and how he organized things and how he thinks about things. I'm not, not going with everything, but the way he the influences, I think, the community was was uh, really good. Still, uh, Tim Gavitt, yeah, was was good. Now it it goes goes on and on. And now Jonas to do has a big impact. Um, yeah, but these are uh, the main big main big rocks, I think. Amazing. Yeah. Shout big shout out to Jonas and the Speedworks team as well, doing some incredible work. Um, what would you say your biggest strength is as a practitioner? Mm. I think I can like like Martin Boucher would say, I I can control my ego. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's proven in in the example that you just gave just pre previously, isn't it? About different training practices, like that that is where coaches' egos would probably get in the way. Yeah. If uh, maybe this comes also with or this came with uh, with with my 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 age in time, but um, uh, maybe I don't like. Anything or the, the even if the 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 wording it gets harder into a, a coach's meeting or something like that, I'm I'm still a happy person when I when I leave the club and I then take it at home and uh, I know I it's regularly it's not meant personally, so but everybody has stress and some different kind of things. How we see things, and we have to find a compromise. And yeah. yeah, brilliant. That's a that's a key takeaway for people. I think. And um, if you were able to talk to Andreas back before the, I think it was, was it uh, Nuremberg the first. Yes, after Nuremberg. Um, if you were at Nuremberg, maybe even before the role at Nuremberg, if you were oh, able yeah. to to speak to yourself back then. 
and give yourself some career advice, what would it be? Um, know your sport. I had nothing to do with football before. I was I was like playing till I was seventeen on a really minor level, um, but I didn't know about the 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 key performance indicators of the of the sport. Uh, I don't know they knew what it was all about, and and I just had my strength training philosophy in a way, and ha have to adapt and have to really. It took me a long time to to see okay how does the the how does football work and how much stress do the players have uh, and so i would say okay know know your sport uh, what's important um, and what are the the, the key PIs to focus on and um, then maybe i would i wouldn't wouldn't torture some some guys so much in the gym so <laughs> Because I, I think I put a lot of, of players on risk when they get out sore to, to practice. Brilliant. That's a great, great bit of advice. The final one, Andres. What is your approach to CPD or continued learning, continually progressing as a practitioner? And we, I know we've discussed how your role has, has changed, but what's your approach to that now? Yeah, never stops and is... This is why I took that 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 step back so I can, uh, yeah, concentrate on that point more no? to 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 dig in deeper into things, take the t also the time to dig uh, deeper in some topics, um, and have to learn, have to evolve, and and clarify things. I think learning never stops. Um, um, I, I still like to listen to, to smart people like I'm not there and, and soak everything up and, and try to to put it into my context and then if, if there's something in it which is important for my team, for my players, um, I, I'd like to implement it and think about ways to do that and then my colleagues try to, to deliver that to the, to the players and this is this is, I think, the key thing. Never stop learning. Never stop uh, being interested in things. Don't take things for granted. Yeah, they, they, there's a pendulum for every trend. <laughs> That's so <laughs> true. It, yeah, always, so it true. always brings back um, what's the most bang for your pocket, how much time you've got, and, and took the really important the things that are important for you into, into place. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, that has been superb. Thank you very much for coming back on. If anyone's got questions or they want to just follow what's going on with yourself and, and the updates, where would you direct people to go? Um, best on Instagram um, or on LinkedIn. I'm not good at Twitter. Perfect. Or, that's fine. And Facebook is private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. We'll post those links in the show notes so anyone can can uh, connect with you on LinkedIn or give you a follow over on Instagram. Well, no, it's been great to catch up. It's been a, a it feels like a long time as well as it feels like a short time, which is very strange. 
Well, I really appreciate you coming back on. It's great to see the work that you're doing at Frankfurt at the moment. So thank you very much, Andreas. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to episode 234 and a big thank you to Andreas for coming back on the podcast. It's been far too long since that first episode. So I hope you took plenty from this one. I certainly did again from this episode. It's always great to chat to Andreas. Go and give him a follow. He's on Twitter, AndreasBeck66. And over on Instagram, abeck underscore B-E-double-X. And you can also connect with him on LinkedIn as well. I think the interesting thing from this episode was the way he wanted to step back to progress the program. So moving into the head of physical performance role, he wanted to sort of take a, a look, at, maybe a broader look at the program without being involved in the day-to-day to try and improve it. I think there's a big lesson there for everyone, not necessarily in changing roles all the time, but doing that in your own programming is, is the ways that you could get people to step into the day-to-day tasks so you can look at yourself or your program and look at and think of ways to um to to improve it and anyone in business will heard of the phrase working on your business not in your business and it's a similar sort of thing i think for what andreas is doing as well he talked i love the story he spoke about mario goetzer and the, the coffee machine bringing the coffee machine into the gym i think that the lesson from that is creating a comfortable environment and obviously not comfortable in terms of physically with the work they're going to be doing in the gym but with the culture in football creating an environment in that gym or in places where you're going to get the work done where players feel like they can come in they can chill out and they are comfortable in it I think is really really important and that's obviously something that is happening over there as well Um, and the other thing is just controlling your ego I think I personally think that this is probably getting better on a whole that people are having better conversations in better environments, but there probably still can be a little bit more done um, in certain organisations to try and stop ego taking over and allow people to speak out in a non-threatening way. So, loved loved this episode. I think there's a lot of things to sort of take away and think about. So, I hope you did too. I always ask on these, please give it a share. But don't just share it. Share it with people that you think will benefit from it. And also... Mentioning the share, some of the things that you took away from it, because that might capture people's attention. If there's certain elements of the podcast that you took away from it, it might resonate with some people. So give us a share and give us a little short comment on some of the stuff you took away from it as well. Again, a huge thank you for your support and for listening. Make sure you go and check out our sponsors, The Good Prep. I'm about to go and have one of their meals right now. Um, Absolutely delicious food prep. So anyone looking for that for either players or for yourselves, I fully recommend The Good Prep, FFF15, so 15% off the first order, thegoodprep.com. And also make sure go and check out Rezzle, at Rezzle over on socials, doing some incredible work in the world of VR. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will speak to you again next week in episode 235.